recording. Right. We're recording. So uh, welcome everybody to the formerly known uh, as Caleb and Brian show. This is our first episode of season two. Uh, now with new features. Okay, so now we have, uh, of course, this is me, Brian, returning as your uh, trusty host. I'm here with my great friend, Caleb. How's it going, Caleb? Hello. Good to be here. Hope you guys had a good Happy New Year's. Happy New Year's, indeed. And then, making his official uh, permanent member of the podcast debut is our friend, Dr. Nathan Gooch. Hello! Dr. Gooch. Hello! What an exciting time. So we have now uh, morphed our podcast into uh, podcasts. Instead of podcast we, it's podcast three with our friend Nate and Caleb and me. So we probably need a better name for our podcast as it's not just the Caleb and Brian show and also Nate. Um, So we were workshopping it. I think uh, we came up with a terrible name, which is the layer of dads podcast which i like actually <laughs> the layer of dads so if you've got an the idea for of the dads. name of our podcast email us at caleb and brian show at gmail.com <laughs> great great uh great segue we're, we're now in the layer of dads like we're gonna make like some really good uh like sound effects for that it's just gonna blare over everything um Really, really happy about it. But I'm excited for the show. I'm excited for the stuff we got planned. So, uh, really, uh, anybody have anything they want to talk about? Mm. Yeah, Nate has an announcement. <laughs> we talked about it right before oh, yeah. we started recording. Nate, go. All right. Yeah, so this is the point of the podcast where we're just going to do uh, any random topics that the three of us want to talk about. So, Nate? I started meditating. You started meditating. Yeah, so pre premeditated. <laughs> so there's been a, a number of uh, habits that I've wanted to uh, do a better job at doing, um, and I've done a terrible job at most of them. But the one that has stuck since last, since October 1st, has been working out every day, every weekday, and I've done pretty good at that. And so I thought, okay, well let's, I'll just tack on little bits of the other habits that I want to. Um, get good at and I'll just tack them on to the workout so right now I do uh, my workout and it takes like 30 minutes and then I um, read for like 10 minutes to cool down and then meditate it's great what do you do when you meditate are you just like focusing on your breathing for a bit yeah so typically whenever I've uh, been a part of a meditation class and the person leading it they'll they'll tell you to get comfortable and then um, try not to let your mind wander, but if it does wander, that's okay. Just bring your mind back to the breath and you just, uh, breathe and you, you kind of consider each part of your body individually starting at your head and go down to your toes and, and focus on the muscles and, and have them, you know, try to, try to relax each muscle as you're going through your body and just kind of rest and just focus on breathing and not thinking about stuff. And so I do that. But before I do that, um, I have a tendency to like to wander a lot. Also, um, uh, sometimes when you're uh, alone and thinking, then that's a good opportunity for for you to start um, having inspiration of things that you want to do or change or whatever. And so I don't want to totally just like block that out so at the very beginning i'll just allow myself some time to let my mind wander for a few minutes and then if if stuff comes up then i like write it down or something 
And then after that, then I yeah, do it's... the focus on the breath thing. Okay. I was going to say, it, it seems uh, counterproductive in meditation to, like, worry if you're doing meditation wrong. Yeah, I think that <laughs> if you worry about that, like, that's the wrong way to do it, I would yeah. assume. I think so they, are they you, don't tell you to are you... They don't tell you to worry about it. They just tell you to like try to try not to focus on anything and just let your mind be at, at peace while you focus on breathing. It's I think the main message oh, yeah. of it. I just mean from like your personal perspective. Like so many people are so worried about doing things right and wrong, right? That they're like, okay, I'm gonna meditate, but they're like, oh no, I'm hearing my own thoughts too much. And they're just like, it's not working. I suck at this. I suck at everything. And then it's just like a shame spiral instead of like being relaxing. Yeah. Well, also right. it's like just. Also, there's times where like a lot of stuff, like big events occur, and it dominates your mind for a minute. So you just you, you gotta allow yourself a little leniency to kind of work through that stuff before you try and fully relax, or else you won't be able to. Well, that's really cool. Have you noticed any uh, benefits from doing this? Yeah, it's uh, it's been good. Uh, I find a lot of times in the middle of the afternoon I get really tired anyway, so it gives me kind of an opportunity to allow myself to rest for a little bit, and then I come out of the meditation really refreshed. So so you've been doing it in the afternoon? Yes, yeah, so I do my workout. Uh, I do it over the, my lunch hour, so it takes about an oh, hour, the okay. whole thing. Okay, nice. so during your lunch hours when you do your exercise you do a bit of relaxing reading and then you go into meditation. Yeah, but I don't, like my lunch hour, I take it like two o'clock usually. I see. Uh, so are you using an app to help you keep track of your meditation minutes or do you just kind of like set a timer on your phone? No, I just kind of let it happen. And usually, you know, I get bored of it after about 10 minutes, so... I see. So you don't even time it. You just kind of, you just kind of meditate until you're done. Yep. Yeah. That's, that seems like the actually best way to do that. Right. <laughs> cause it, cause again, people were like, well, I need to meditate for 30 minutes. I only meditated for 26 minutes. So I didn't get a full meditation. It's like, that's not a thing. Like you did, you did a thing. Be proud. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, for sure. For sure. I've tried to meditate as well. And I think that like, one thing that it helped me with is gain an awareness even outside of like the session of my thoughts, right? Like, oh man, I'm thinking a particularly negative thought. So instead of just being, I don't know, resigned to um, my internal routines, right? Like it, it allows that split second to take a step back and take the observer's perspective, which can be really helpful at times. Yeah, you you got to work through that stuff, right? And if you never allow yourself a minute to work through it, then just it never goes away and just festers in the back of your mind for months and years. Yeah, I mean, not even that. I mean, it's just like the the act of seeing it, right? Like, oh man, I'm seeing what I'm doing instead of just doing it without thinking about oh, the yeah, present yeah. moment or something, right? Like it doesn't even have to be anything bad. It just is like the act of recognizing that like or noticing, noticing what you're doing in the present moment instead of just kind of going through the motions or, or so to speak, something like that. It's interesting awesome. when it happens, for sure. Caleb, have, have you started any new habits recently or do you have like any New Year's resolutions? Oh, man. Um, yeah, so many. But I need to like kind of formalize them and start writing them down. But like um, 
well, after talking with you quite a bit, Brian, about, you know, um, your fitness goals, like, man, it just needs to be the, the, the year for me, right? Like, I need to figure that out, what that means for me, and then stick to plan. I mean, even you, Nate, right? Like, you've talked about since October and how exercise has been, become a part of your routine. And, like, one of the epiphanies you had is when you're like, man, I'm looking forward to my workout. Like, like I want to get there somehow. So, this, yeah, like, why it, not it this cured, year, right? It cured my liver. I lost 15 Brian. pounds. I went in two belt loops, and my liver enzymes back to normal. It's quite low, actually, now. It's good. Yeah, yeah, that, cool. That and not eating milkshakes, we should mention. Right. <laughs> At least not with added sugar. I have, dietary dietary I changes. I have made dietary uh, changes are, as well. But are right. very important. I'm not the type of person that has to go 100% or 0% either. I can go like in the middle somewhere and, and take a break here and there and then get back into it and it's fine. So like instead of doing some drastic dietary change, I just quit eating shakes. And then when I eat meals, I just eat a, a little less than I would normally eat. And that's it. Yeah, that seems like a that's pretty awesome. good way to do it, right? So, Caleb, you want to get your fitness on. It seems like the best way to do that is to, to find something that you enjoy doing and then just do it consistently. Yeah, man. You know? Yeah, for sure. So, and, and kind of figure out, like... Do you have of what that is? I, so, man, um, like, I think that running seems to be a thing. I used to play soccer in high school, so I used to be able to run. And you hear, you know, stories about people like David Goggins, who's like, I'm so fat, drinking tons of milkshakes, like literally. And then it's like, you know what? I'm going to go run for 100 miles without stopping in 24 hours with zero training. Like, <laughs> I should probably be able to run, right? <laughs> right? Sounds like a yeah. bad idea. I would uh, I would suggest using uh, a Couch to 5, 5K app. Sure, yeah. If you want to get into it. I've used that a lot in the past before. And it's really nice because it, it uh, will put you on like a three-day-a-week schedule for runs uh the runs are always about 30 minutes long and then it will time you uh for like when you're supposed to run and, and walk and it will just slowly increase the difficulty every session to kind of help you train without overtraining yeah cool i uh, i mean i have a dog now too so i can use rigby as an excuse to go for a walk slash run slash couch yeah. to 5k rim you're such a lucky That's man cool. have a, your own dog your own house. yeah he's you need a pe- you need a pet <laughs> yeah Nate, you need to go get a pet you like try to steal everyone else's pets because of your pure love of animals like you need a like an animal in your I life i would love to have a pet one day ferret or a wombat or something a ferret those are gross man <laughs> they stink so bad <laughs> i always wondered if they actually stink or is it just the way people take care of them oh uh, sure <laughs> it's a mystery they might they might actually stink i don't know yeah nate get one and uh, put that mystery to bed for us this once could be for all. this could be the experiment for science and name him daniel, <laughs> daniel. what other what other goals you got this year anything besides fitness stuff yeah man so i i um like last year i did this full velocity banking or trying to maximize cash flow so one thing that I really want to try to do is get some form of passive income. And so I don't, I like I said, I need to kind of formalize and make some of these goal, goals explicit as far as like 
maybe what bill I need to take care of as a monthly goal, right? Like if I'm bringing in this much money to take care of, I don't know, the, the truck payment or something, right? Then that might be a good goal of trying to build some passive income. Oh, you income. mean like a like a passive income that, that pays for a bill, you mean? Yeah, yeah. It just is so that I know that if I'm on the right track or, you know, what I need to do to try and grow the passive income. So I kind of stumbled on some YouTubes. There's like a print-on-demand service where you can submit these designs. Like one of the websites is called Teespring, and you basically upload your design and... You don't have to carry any inventory, but if someone finds the shirt with your thing that you slapped on it and they buy it, right? Like Teespring will take a a cut of whatever you sell it for to cover their costs, and then you make a little bit of profit, and it's all one-off prints. So yeah, like like that seems super passive, right? Like there's a little bit of upfront work to try and figure out a design and and uh, maybe even a little bit of marketing but then it's just people stumble on it and you know someone buys a t-shirt a week or something and you get 10 bucks a t-shirt sell what if there's enough designs to you know pay the truck payment right something like that that's cool cool man that is a cool thing to do i'm sure our audience would be uh interested to know more about that kind of stuff too so yeah sweet yep I mean, back to the fitness thing. So besides like endurance, I think I want to, I think I want to get strong, right? Like I've never, ever really lifted any type of weights besides yeah, my own body. Yeah, yeah, you do. Right, right. So get strong. I don't even know what that looks like. And I have this weird, maybe it's just preconceptions of like what the gym is, but like maybe it's paying for something. Like, I don't know what it is, right? How but, much money do you want to spend? Um, well, I don't, I don't know. I feel like it, when you do spend money, though, like it kind of commits you, right? And maybe that's the reason yeah. why I've never wanted to get a gym membership because so then the, you're committed, the, right? Like, boom, you pay money. You got to go do it. For me, uh, the barrier of going to the gym was enough that it made me fail at it at least half the time. Yeah. Like just the just getting there, finding time to get there. So I decided that I would buy equipment um, and then that would basically take away all excuse that I had for not doing it. Uh-huh. Um, and then it made, made it a lot more flexible. So um, if you want to get strong, I would suggest getting some sort of squat rack with a bar like, and a bench. Okay. Because that will let you do all of the major power lifts. Um, you can get a great workout with just that. Uh, and you can probably get that whole setup for definitely less than $1,000, probably more like six to eight hundred dollars uh so you're depending on like what you buy so you're talking squat rack bar bench plus like how much weights plate so i bought i bought a squat rack and i bought a bar and plates from dick's sporting goods um the rack was probably like uh i don't know 450 maybe it was, and it's a full-size squat rack. There's, like, a bar that you can just – I mean, there's a rack that just holds the bar, or you can get, like, a full power rack, which is what I have, which you can – Like, there's bars know, there's on four seven, corners or whatever? No, it's just that there's a it's – a, it's, like, a box system instead of just, like, one holder for the bar. Uh, it's, like, a whole cage. So there's, like, pull-up bar at the top. Um, the, there's a bar that you can remove to do, like, dips and stuff. And then there's just several holes that you can put your little uh, J-cups in to – catch your bar or the height of your bar when you when you squat so because well no it's so just so where, where it starts so that you can put it at like a bench press height or a squat height oh uh, okay heights, okay right? yeah yeah 
and so that that's good. And then I the actually great deal. They probably still sell this, and oh, it's probably like sold out because of the stupid COVID everything. But like, um, I got a, a you know an Olympic size bar, which is a forty five pound bar with a two inch uh, diameter hole f- or, or a peg for the weights, and then three hundred pounds of weights, and it was like two hundred bucks, which is really really good because weight is minimum usually like a buck a, a pound, pound right? a, like a dollar a pound if not more. Yeah. So um, I would look at something like that. Um, first of all, and then you could do, uh, if you want programming advice or like how to start, I, I, I can hook you up with that pretty hard. Yeah. So, I mean, I know that it probably will just like take a little bit of research too, but like, I am pretty worried about injuring myself. Right. I don't know why there's just some like weird association in my brain with like lifting and hurting yourself with improper technique or something. Right. Like. Yeah, um, and the thing about it is there's there's plenty of reason to be fearful of hurting yourself uh, if you're going to be just doing things that are crazy. But uh, usually I think people get injured when they go too hard too fast as opposed to, like, even, even bad technique I don't think is necessarily a, uh, uh, you know, one-to-one ratio of you getting injured. It's really more like are you lifting a weight that's too heavy for you uh, in a position that's bad or, like, uh, not letting your body uh rest enough or recover enough like i think you tend to get injuries more from over like wear and tear and not non-recovery as opposed to like a some sharp jerking pain so uh, i would put you on like a novice progression lift where you start with like relatively light weights and then you just uh you slowly incrementally increase that weight as you learn how to do everything and that way the risk of injury is really low as you are are getting better i see so even like with improper technique so, like, while learning technique, yep. the weight is low enough that it's pretty hard to get injured or, or whatever on that novice Yeah, loop. yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Yep. So, but anyway, we can have a whole other podcast sometime about uh, uh, beginning weightlifting uh, programs. Uh, but it's really fun. Uh, really, really fun. Yeah. So, cool. I want, I want you to get uh, freaking shredded. I would just, uh, I would just note that... Uh, like a strong, like a huge endurance plan and a huge strength plan are kind of opposites in terms of what your body is going to want to do. Okay. So you either, you either kind of, uh, you know, you, you probably what you want to do if you want to get strong is lift. And then you want to do some like, like more moderate forms of cardio as opposed to like really, really long runs. Cool. But anyway, that's for another time, but I'm happy for you. I think that's going to be really good. Yeah, thanks, Sam. Yeah, I mean, it just needs to happen. It's been on my mind for a long time, right? So. Yep. I mean, Before yeah, those might it, be like be, top two. You're going to be lifting more than Brian. I hope yeah. so. No, man. Brian's strong. I I finally feel like I've gotten strong, but I'm fat. <laughs> so that's the problem. <laughs> So yeah, that's my goal this year. I think I'm gonna lose like a hundred pounds this year. Boom. So we'll we'll see how it goes. That's a crazy goal. <laughs> it's not that crazy. Uh, not, <laughs> no, not like crazy. That's a crazy that, goal. Not crazy. Unachievable. It's a cra- <laughs> crazy. Awesome. It's a crazy goal if you weigh 185 pounds, Nate. It's not. <laughs> 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 but uh, it's not if you don't. 
if you weigh a significant more than that. No, but like for a lot, so I spent the last for, forever just uh, focusing on on exercise, getting, uh, you know, figuring out how to do all that, feeling good. Uh, I've for the last like year and a half have probably only missed maybe like maybe three weeks total of uh, workouts. Like uh, I work I with that lifting probably like three to four times a week. Uh, otherwise, so definitely built up a good uh, habit, kind of like what you were saying earlier, Nate, like it just kind of feels like part of your routine. And then I'm just going to dial in my, I did already just dial in my diet really strict, uh, kind of educated myself about nutrition the correct way to find something that actually worked as opposed to like some weird fad diet that's going to be unsustainable, right? And uh, just go for it from there. So, so uh, Nate lifts at two on his lunch break. So when do you lift? Do you lift in the morning? Yeah, I usually lift in the morning. So the first thing that I do every morning is I get up, uh, and the very first thing I do is I walk on the treadmill for like 30 minutes, just like a fasted cardio, uh, just help digestion, help feel better, uh, loosen up my body, that kind of stuff. Like for the longest time, it's actually crazy. Like I've been having uh, like hip flexor pain on my left hip and you know it hurts when I sleep it, it gets tweaked when I lift it does all this stuff and I just I've tried all these different like stretches and things and I just couldn't seem to figure it out and I was consistent on walking on the treadmill for 30 minutes uh, every morning and the pain basically went away wow and it's just because like I just wasn't walking enough because I'm just sitting at home on my computer for work like all the time and there wasn't just enough consistent uh, walking in that way. Like it's, it's the amount of time, uh, that really helped to kind of loosen it up. So, uh, pretty crazy. I hate, I love and hate when like solutions to issues are like really simple like that. <laughs> right. For not, right. Like for not doing it. why haven't I walked for 20 minutes every, my whole life or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Right. And, and I like the, just, it, it's called, you know, low intensity, steady state cardio, right? It's just like, I, I'm not trying to kill myself. I'm not running. I'm not doing anything. I'm just walking slowly for 30 minutes. Yeah. I watch TV basically. Cause it's, you know, the point of it when you're trying to grow strong, like I was saying before, is like, if you're doing too much intense cardio, uh, it's going to actually work against you in terms of, of helping you maintain muscle mass. Uh, cause you're going to want to, you're going to, develop endurance tissue as opposed to like strength tissue. Um, but this is just I, like, I actually do probably sacrifice a little bit in terms of strength just because I want to slim my body weight down so much. Uh, but you know, health goals are, you gotta, you gotta have a, the right picture of what's good for you. Right. And it's much better to be a much lower body weight than it is to, you know, be 50 pounds stronger or whatever. I mean, yeah, for sure. So, and, and, and you're probably at that situation where you can start making those trade-offs, right? Like, like for me, I just sit around all day, every day, you know, and I look at my phone every once in a while and I'm like, whoa, 3000 steps a day. That's a good day. You know what I mean? So that's my, that's yeah. my, my baseline. So exactly. And so the thing about weightlifting is if you haven't done very much of it, you actually can make a ton of progress very quickly. So, um, cool, man. Exciting. So you're saying it's 800, 800 bucks and I can put that in my garage and just, yeah, you'll give me and a you live, uh, you live in a warmer climate too. So, you know, it's probably always okay to lift in your garage too. So, you know, yeah. sometimes here up in, up North, you know, in January, it's like eight degrees outside and it, it's not, it doesn't feel very good to grab like a cold bar. <laughs> sure. Right. Right. <laughs> but my, uh, my, my stuff's downstairs in my basement, so I don't cool. have that problem either.
but yeah, man. So that's my my New Year's resolution type of thing. Uh, it wasn't really a New Year's resolution, but I decided to just start, uh, you know, really focusing and documenting. I'm actually gonna I'm taking a progress photo like every single day for the whole year. Oh shoot, so. uh, that's one thing I was I'm regretting that I hadn't done. I wish that when I first started, I would have taken a a photo of myself because. I mean, I've gone in a couple boot uh, uh, belt loop uh, holes, so there's got to be some difference. Uh-huh. And, but I, I don't recognize it because I see myself every day. But if I'd seen these pictures, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. So you're talking yeah. like October time frame. You wish you would have taken a picture. Yeah, at least a beginning one, right? And October is when I started. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, if you ever decide to get shredded too, Nate, we can do that, and you can, uh, you know up your up your weights and your push-ups and stuff and you probably could still see a difference in your body overall well but yeah i want to do that go ahead i told you that i do uh, eventually want to i think start moving that direction the problem for me is i hate working out so much but i don't mind riding the bike and doing push-ups and sit-ups and that's like the bare minimum of what i do and then not eating much hopefully um, i basically want to get rid of my belly fat and then as soon as i've uh, i'm happy with how my belly fat is gone, then I'm going to start putting on some muscle. So I'll have to change some things. Yeah, absolutely. That's actually a good way to go too, right? It's much better to like, uh, to be slim and then kind of clean, like a clean bulk as it were, eating the right food while you gain muscle mass, as opposed to just like, uh, what they call a dirty bulk, which is where you're just eating all kinds of crap and just getting a ton of weight and strength. Cause I mean, it is true that like Matt, like, you size uh matters in terms of weightlifting like if you're like a huge fat person like you already have like a ton of strength just from being mm-hmm. like a giant fat ass so <laughs> like it's i think i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna release a youtube video maybe at the end of this year we'll see all my progress and i'll just call it from like fat ass to just ass or something like that <laughs> like like okay. a flip book right. of your daily pictures or whatever of my pictures yeah yeah that's a great idea I hope every I day though that's ambitious i like it well, it's just like I, for me, that's what I have to do. Um, I, I, unlike you, my friend, I am a very much all-or-nothing type of person, and so if I give myself any leeway to not do something, then I won't. You know, so you know, I, I weigh myself every day. I take a picture every day. You know, if the scale doesn't move like the way that I want it to, I don't get discouraged. I just kind of keep doing it. You know, make sure I track what I eat. That's the biggest deal when it comes to this type of stuff is you just got to make sure that you know what you're actually putting in your body and then focus on getting the right amount of protein. So I think that's the solution for a a lot of uh, potential issues is just pay attention to yourself, physical, mental, any kind. Just be aware. Mindfulness. Yeah, mindfulness. Right. So, uh, yeah, so that's my New Year's resolution. Also, if we're talking about random things, habits that we're sort of doing, like Nate meditating, like I've been taking a lot of cold showers. That's what I've been doing. Oh, <laughs> what prompted uh, that? Yeah. Uh, I just watched, I've, I've, I've watched a bunch of Wim Hof stuff recently, and he's, you know, he's in a psychopath. He, like, yeah, that dude's crazy. Swims, swims in Antarctica and stuff. Like underneath like the ice for holding his breath for 20 minutes. Um, but like he, on a recent podcast I was watching, one of the things that he said the most that I just, I liked was he said like humans seek comfort too much and you should seek discomfort because that's what gives you power. And I was like, and, and he really, uh, 
you know, advocates taking cold showers. And so I was like, well, like, there's nothing easier than stepping into your shower and turning it on, basically, right? And so I was like, you know what, whatever, I'm going to do it, see how I feel. And it's not necessarily pleasant all the time, uh, but I like it actually a lot now. Uh, You're joining the, by... the Church of the Struggle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ex exa exactly, right? Like, it's... Uh, I started, like, having a hot shower and then, like, turning it cold at the end of the shower. Uh, I wouldn't recommend, like, getting really, really hot and then going cold. Like, that makes it forever worse, right? But uh, now I tend to get in, take a cool shower, and then at the end I will crank it as cold as possible. And I will stay in it for, like, three or four minutes. So the only time uh, I've done anything like that has been after, like, playing soccer for an hour and you get really it's a hard physical workout and you're just so your body's so uh -huh. hot and you just crank it as cold yep. as it gets because you have to be in your work clothes in five minutes and back at your in, in the next meeting with your boss and you can't be just like sweating yep. all over the place and it, it feels right. pretty good in that circumstance yeah it feels good uh the thing that i like the most about it is that um it's kind of like a very natural stimulant. Like there's no way to be tired while you take a cold shower, right? Like you're just like fully awake. Your body's like, what's happening? Um, and so it's like, I, I tend to work out in the, uh, in like the morning and then I work and then I will usually shower around lunchtime as well. Mm -hmm. And so it's a nice kind of, uh, wake up for the second half of the day too. Interesting. You know, so. And and no warm, no warm at all now, right? Like a cool shower, then you crank it cold, but never do you have <laughs> yeah, like a warm I, warm part of the I, shower. I, actually, it's kind of funny now because like, like I, I think it happened on like Sunday. Yeah, I was like, you know what I'm going to do today? I was like, I'm going to take a hot shower. Indulge. And I was like, oh, it, it felt, yeah, it felt like I was like, oh, Treat yourself. treating himself. Exactly. <laughs> and it felt really, it felt really nice. And then, uh, you know, I still flipped it cold at the end because I kind of wanted to. <laughs> nice. So we and talked about... where his... Yeah. Oh, no. I, I was just going to say, like, I mean, you can finish your thought. I was just changing the subject to, like, we've had um, physical goals, but does anybody else have any other type of goals they want to put forth? Any other goals? Yeah, I mean, I think, we've uh, talked about, well, like, lifting weights and getting stronger and and meditating, kind of so, all so health perspective. Yeah, I've, I'm ready. I've got, I've got a goal to launch a real-time strategy video game by the end of the year. Go, Nate. And I love the, it. Yeah. The stretch of the goal is to have it be a game that's kind of fun. But at the end of the year, I'm launching something. <laughs> like launching it, launching it on you what? You don't need like, to set a goal for, for uh, something so subjective. Maybe. Oh, okay. Well, you know. Anyway, uh, I basically, I didn't want to make myself beholden to like some ultra complex, really good game. Just like a game, you know, launching something. I think would be good. And then the something second is thing, better than nothing. The yeah, second thing yeah, is episode painting one. Twelve paintings this year. You're going to paint 12 paintings uh, and launch Landscapes, RTS. portraits, what are we talking here? 12 paintings. That's as, that's as detailed as it gets. So one this, a month. Okay. This weekend I'm doing a landscape. Well, why don't you do one of a, of a dad's lair? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I'll need some concept art. Somebody, you got to get me started on that one. Okay. So I, I, I'm developing my painting skill, not my drawing skill, and they are different. So like painting, a lot of times, if you have a, a reference or a model um, that you can just look at and then paint it, you know, that's a different skill from um, drawing something from scratch without without a model or without a reference. Does that make sense? Yeah. I'm not a good drawer, and I'm not really developing that right now. That's a cool goal, though. Yeah, man. I like it. I, I want to hear more. The, uh... Oh, go ahead. I, 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 I want to hear more about the game. So, like, are you launching it on what does launch mean? Oh, that means I release it to the public through uh, either so itch.io or Steam. Itch, okay, okay. Or is, is it itch.io? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So one of those two. Okay, so you publish something on some site on the internet, whether mm -hmm. it's Steam or itch.io, by the end of the year. Yeah, and it has to be a game that um, is at least at base functional with a menu and an ability to, to do RTS stuff and then win a game and leave <laughs> so not cyberpunk so yes. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so so a functional game uh, that's, that's funny uh i haven't decided whether or not to um do multiplayer or an ai both are a challenge in different ways so i gotta figure out which one of those to do probably not both you have to do at least one though right yeah because you can't just have it be just you, right? You in, enter although you, into although the you room. could. That's basically what Stardew Valley is. is a, is, beat the high no score. Opponent. Yeah. Beat yourself. Yeah, I actually sat down um, and made a whole bunch of goals that are like I have some physical, mental, family, some hobbies, sustaining my house and sustaining my yard are the different categories I made. So I won't go into all of them. Those were the big highlights that are probably the most interesting to talk about. Dude, good job, Nate. I'm proud of you. Thanks, buddy. That is cool. This is the type of stuff that happens when you when you start meditating. You're like, you just start thinking about <laughs> stuff. You got to write it down. <laughs> you're like, I need to make goals. <laughs> Man, you you're always like self hacking yourself so hard, Nate. That's like it's like your whole. Uh phone fast thing or whatever your your media fast thing that you do and you're like oh i have i have energy now you're always <laughs> figuring out what works yeah i guess so but not realizing it that's the other part of the thing that you do i feel like i always have to tell you that you're doing it <laughs> um for me uh, uh other like non-physical goals like that, the shower thing actually is more of a mental thing than a physical thing sure yeah um i was doing it Mostly because I'm trying to get away from like feeling like everything is kind of dumb and why should I even try to do anything, or just being like overly critical. Like the first thing that you hear when people are like, "I take cold showers because it makes like a big difference in my life," is like, "Shut up, you moron! That's the stupidest." Thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, so cold uh, showers uh, is the antidote to nihilism, is what you're saying? Uh, well, I don't know if it's nihilism, but it is just like trying not to to discount what just seems like a stupid thing. 
Oh, I'm I try, see. Trying to give things, you know, I'm trying to give things the benefit of the doubt, or at least try them out before I'm overly judgmental about them. I I see. So you're gonna try the cliche before you you uh, write it off as yeah, a I think I do that too trope much. or something. That's a great yeah, okay. mentality. I like that a lot. Try it before you do it. Yeah, and so far I've liked it, so that's a big deal. I mean, it is kind of mentally hard to like be in cold water when you're not one to be too. So there is that. So I do feel like that, that whatever that's given me, it's given me something. Does it get your heart um, beating? My. So uh, it makes you breathe really fast. Like if you know anything about Wim Hof, he has like this whole breathing method for meditation type of things that he does, where he gets like super deep. But the way that he does it is he takes. Uh, about 30 to 40, like, fast, large breaths, like, almost, like, hyperventilating, right? And then uh, he exhales on the last one and then doesn't breathe in for as long as possible. Like, I've been doing his breathing method a little bit, too. Like, you know, it's pretty crazy. Like, I, I held my breath for, like, two minutes. That sounds like a fun uh, challenge. It, it, and so if you do it over and over and over again, like, that's the deepest I've ever gotten in, like, a meditative state where I couldn't think about anything except my breathing. Two minutes is a, um, a, quite a long time. It's super long, and he has an app that kind of will count you through it too, which is kind of nice. That's how I know I went two minutes because I was it was like two minutes. I was like I did it, and then I Jeez died. Louise. Yeah, but actually, the a, best that seems but, like so too the long. best part of well, so the best part of it, right, is that after because you're you're holding it on an exhale, not an inhale, right? Mm-hmm. So you exhale all your breath and then you don't breathe back in, which is way harder. And so I then agree, what you yeah. do at the end of that is that you take a really deep breath and then you hold that for like 15 to 20 seconds and you like push all the air to your head and that's what makes you feel like a crazy person that feels really good. <laughs> yeah, I imagine <laughs> that would really mess with your brain. Oh, it does. Uh, and so back to the, so the, when you're in the really cold, like the shocking cold, like I notice that you just naturally breathe like that. Like not the holding part, but the, but the fast, fast part. And so you can see kind of how he developed it because, again, he is a psychopath who just, you know, he like, didn't he climb Mount Everest in shorts? Something yeah. like that. He's what? just like, oh, I love being cold. I think everyone yeah. should be cold. I'm I think he, he might be uh, he might be a being from another dimension who has like extra powers. A masochist. Like, you know, he, so he's been swimming in Antarctica with just like trunks on. Like in the ocean, and for, been fine. Yeah, for like an hour or whatever, right? Like, and not, not just like Devin's, a dip in and jump out. Like this is legit no, no, no. swimming. Like, like he just yeah. And then he he showed that he could uh, stimulate his vagus nerve, or is that the right one? The the one Something that goes like in your that. heart. Yeah. Like that people thought was just autonomous or whatever that you couldn't do anything with. Like he showed that he could control it with his breathing method, and so they like injected him with like forget what it was like botulism or something or, or ebola or something and he just like it didn't affect him like they were they were injecting him with endotoxins and he was using his mind to not be affected by them it's like some monk stuff right there right exactly exactly so do you ever watch so anyway do you, do you ever watch <laughs> yeah, movies ahead. like uh mission impossible 100 and they they do a scene where they go underwater or james bond or something and they have to hold their breath for a really long time while they do a bunch of stuff underwater. Do you like try and hold your breath with them? Yeah, and it never works. Yeah. Never, never <laughs> have I ever gotten even close. Yeah, but that's same thing. Uh, 
and they're like swimming around and being active. I think also I mean, that would be much harder than just sitting in your chair watching and holding your breath. Yeah. Right, and then you count yeah. their bullets and you realize that their pistol shot 30 of them before they put a new <laughs> clip in. So then then you're like, oh, okay, yeah, no wonder I couldn't hold my breath that long. Yeah. If you can hold your breath for two minutes, then you know you might be in the ballpark. Yeah, after doing the quick breathing, you can. It's pretty crazy. You feel the the need to breathe is like a lot, but then sometimes it's not a lot. Like you get better at it. It's kind of crazy. Anyway, that concludes the what am I working on portion of this podcast. <laughs> that was wild. I liked it. Yeah. So that's uh, I think we're going to talk about that. It's one of the things we're going to do at the beginning of every podcast. We're just going to talk about how our goals are going uh, for the year, um, you know, support each other in them, support you all in them. If you're listening and have goals and you want to tell us about them, uh, email the show at whatever the new show's name is, dot com <laughs> slash Dr. Nathan Gooch uh, <laughs> before yeah, keep, and keep after going. workout photos. Uh-huh. And follow us on Twitter uh, at whatever the show is called, dot twitter.com. <laughs> I don't yeah. know how Twitter works. Uh, yeah, forward slash bird sound. Bird sound? They're, they're yeah, called twits. Layer of dads. I mean tweets. <laughs> twits. They're called twits. <laughs> That's the people. Well, let's make some characters. All right, so the second thing we're going to be doing on, on the show, we decided we we're going to play a, a small miniature D&D campaign, because why not? It sounds fun. So, uh, for all you purists out there, we're not playing, like, super, super pure D&D. Like, we're not masochists. Like, we do take cold showers and meditate on that crap, but we don't, like... <laughs> but like, follow, follow every follow D&D encumbrance rule. rules no or way. do all this other stuff. In order to make it fun to listen to, we're going to modify how we play. Uh, so, I'm going to uh, be the dungeon master. Caleb and Nate are going to be our players. Uh, instead of everybody rolling all their dice all the time, those guys are just going to say what they want to do, and I'm going to roll the dice and see if it happens or not. Uh, they're all just going to trust me that I'm telling them the truth uh, because of my character. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> as he chuckles, yeah, maniacally. Uh, circumspect. Anyway, we're going to make some characters for these guys right now. So, uh, I don't know uh, if you guys want to open up the, the stuff that I sent you. The uh, webpage? Yep. So, uh, I'm there. You can use it right. Right yep. there, uh, you can go in to create a character. Yep. And add your character to the campaign. I don't know if we want to do it one at a time and kind of walk people through what we're thinking. Maybe, uh, maybe Caleb, you want to start, and we'll just kind of just tell us what aspect you're choosing right now, and then uh, why, maybe. Oh man, so I haven't thought about this at all. So I reserve the Perfect. right to change my mind. So I, yeah. I, my name, I, I just decided just now is sam squanch and it looks like i can choose a bugbear for my race when i push next i don't think i'll be a bugbear uh, yeah, so should be yeah can, who, i've got a lot there's a lot of races to be i was gonna say like maybe if you don't if you unless you have a really strong opinion sticking to one of like the more normal uh races might be good for this all right all right there's, there's a there's a lot of crazy ones in there too but you know what i'm who am i to judge all right, Nate, what kind of race do you think a Sam Squanch is? What are some options here? 
Well, so the normal ones, right? We've got the dwarf and the elf and the human and the gnome. Half orc. Half the orc. Ha- maybe? Half orc. Okay. All right. I mean, I'll be a half orc. That, if you if you were in the woods and you saw a half orc from far away and he was wearing like a like a bear skin, you'd be like Sam Squinch. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> so, so let's see. We're thinking about backstory now a little bit. Maybe, maybe he'll be a wizard and uh, he got uh, what at what. Like mistaken for a Sasquatch once, but he couldn't say Sasquatch. So Sam Squatch. I, I don't know. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. He's he's a wizard without the ability to speak correctly. Right. Like yeah. It. See, that doesn't. No, that doesn't work at all. Don't like it. That's bad. All right. Uh, well, listen. The D and D characters are they're always funny or good if they like are are like whatever they are is the opposite of what they should be. Right. So. <laughs> That's why I right. said so, I was thinking you should be a gnome or like a dwarf or something. A sneaky, a sneaky rogue. It's like a tiny creature. No, it's too late. <laughs> I'm a half orc. He's a half orc. All right. And now you're picking your class. Oh yeah. So barbarian or wizard or sorcerer, rogue. Or bard. He can tell campfire Fighter. stories. He's a Sasquatch that wants to share his campfire songs and no one will listen to him. Right. Because every time they see him coming, they run away because he's a Sasquatch. Right, right. He's so sad. Bards are pretty funny. Um, Up to you. No, no, yeah. So let's see. I So just off the fly, maybe I will be a barbarian. That sounds like what a Sam Squanch would be. Add yeah, my he class. flies into rages. Uh, makes impetuous decisions, you know, all that kind of stuff. Great, great, great. Okay, so I think that I think that's it. I am a half orc barbarian. That should be pretty good for character creation. I'll do the rest maybe offline. Or do you want to do it right now? I don't. I don't know. I what, thought we. What I thought about? we could do a little bit right now. I thought maybe if you, if you guys want to, we could play a little bit. Yeah, okay. let's just blast through it. We got this. Let's do it. Oh man. All right, so am I? Am I ability scores? So do I choose the standard array, the rolled, or the point by? Oh, let's do let's do uh, uh, standard array. Standard array. All right. What does that mean? So so that means that you get like a score of 15, like two 14s, a 13, a 12, and a 10 or something like that, and you get to put them wherever you want. Oh, yeah, yep, sure enough. So I get an 8, a 10, a 12, a 13, a 14, and a 15. So I better be strong. So I'm going to put a 15 in my strength. I think I want to be kind of butterfingery. That sounds like Sam Squanch, all thumbs, you know. So I'll put an 8 in dexterity, constitution. <laughs> Sam Squanches live in the woods. And they can eat anything, twigs, berries, and mushrooms. So I might have the 14 intelligence. Intelligence. I'm down to 10, 12, and 13. So more intellect or more wisdom? Charisma, he's not going to be very charismatic. So I'll put the 10 there. And now the 12 and 13, I suppose it doesn't really matter. So 12 in intelligence and 13 in wisdom. All right. So, so twelve is twelve is pretty smart, right? So he's like a he's like a, a Sam Squanch that like that knows that he's sad. Right. Self aware. He's, like, he's like self aware. <laughs> he started meditating last week, so. Right. <laughs> all right. All right. I think is that all I do for my ability scores? I haven't been in D and D Beyond. 
actually. I think so. I think, I think it, that it just does it the rest of it on its own, right? It did everything yeah, automatically. Yeah. Did it get your health points all correct and everything? Your hit dies a D twelve and that kind of stuff. Um, so that's... And you can choose, I mean, you don't necessarily have to have, like, there's, like, your your bond and your backstory and all that stuff. You could probably fill that in on your own later. Okay, okay. So, ability score is done. And then the background. Yeah, like, I haven't thought about this character at all. So, give me a week to think about more right. about Sam Squinch, the half-orc, and I'll fill that in for next time, for sure. Okay. All right, Nate, you want to you wanna walk us through what you're thinking? Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so Sam Squanch and Daryl. Daryl? <laughs> Daryl. Daryl. What race is Daryl? Daryl is a dwarf. <laughs> double D. I think we should call him Double D. <laughs> Daryl the dwarf. Check out these double Ds. I mean, I'm double well. D. <laughs> and I was thinking, um, what kind of a of a uh, class have I not been? And so I'm thinking sorcerer. You've never been a sorcerer? Never been a sorcerer. <laughs> a dwarf sorcerer. <laughs> and a half-orc barbarian. The yeah. likeliest of uh, companions. I think that makes sense. All right, so I'm, supposed to, have, to me. So I'm supposed to have some good charisma because my guy's so likable. So I'm putting 15 there. And then I want to be able to not die when I get attacked all the time. So, constitution. Uh, my guy, unlike your guy, is going to be a complete idiot. Eight. Eight in the intelligence? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ryan, does that screw me over uh, as far as, like, uh, being a sorcerer? No, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure your uh, spell casting is, is uh, charisma, right? Okay. Yes. I like being the lovable so. idiot. Um, <laughs> uh, I do think that at an eight, you might not be able to read. <laughs> oh, interesting. That, that I'm, I'm leaving it, so that'll be a, an interesting challenge. Uh, let's see. Uh, I'll do, I guess, the rest randomly. Dexterity, 13. Wisdom, 12. Strength, 10. There we go. Love it. All right. And then uh, does that is that good enough to give you guys character sheets? I, I got a character sheet. He's got a character sheet. Am I oh, in no, your look, campaign? I got... Yep, I see you guys both in the campaign. Perfect. I can view you. I can edit you. I can Ooh. deactivate you if you're making Ooh. me feel bad. Mm. Uh... <laughs> awesome. All right. And so I don't think... Do we have equipment? We don't I'm have picking, any equipment. I'm picking some proficiencies right now. I picked persuasion and religion. Oh, yeah. Nice. I didn't do any of that. How do I do that? Um, it's on the class page. Okay. Um, so I might pick wild magic. Is that too crazy? Of course not. You pick whatever you want. Wild magic. That's a great That's a great one. It's like you have to roll on the wild magic table and see how everyone's, you know, killed. Yes, but actually you have to roll. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> what should our alignment be, Caleb? Are we going to be good guys or bad guys? Good guys. Oh, come on, Nathan. Really? Always good guys. 
<laughs> Always good, guys. It's it's in the little decisions, not the big decisions that determines whether you're good or bad. All right, now a dwarf named Daryl that's a, a dumb sorcerer. Is he going to be <laughs> chaotic good, lawful good, or neutral good? Lawful. I lawful feel, good. I feel like he I feel like he would think that he's being lawful, but he would definitely be at least neutral. <laughs> Cuz <'Cause, laughs> he's not smart enough to like make those decisions. Uh, neutral good uh, it is. Gotcha. All right, are we ready to start? Yeah, I'm fully set up, I think, here. I don't have any items, okay. but whatever. Don't need them. Yeah, we will uh, We will figure that out. You can have uh, your... Everybody should probably have at least a starting weapon. Uh, Is that in the equipment stuff? So if you look on your equipment tab, you can choose starting equipment or gold. I would just hit starting equipment. Oh, yeah, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll do that. Oh, I see. I get a great axe or any martial weapon, two hand axes or any simple weapon. Okay, I'll just pick the ones that are named. So I got a great axe and two hand axes. Boom. Nice. Boom. Okay, and Nate, you do the same. Yeah. All right, here, we're going to start. It is the dead of night. A full moon has just broken through the clouds, shedding light on the doorway of the woofing dog tavern. Ooh. The same tavern that you received a message inviting you to come to for an opportunity of a lifetime. Uh, you both approach the outside of it. What do you want to do? Uh, so both at the same time? Yeah, you guys both step up. Oi, dwarf. You know are you here for the opportunity of a lifetime? I ask Nate's character. Oh, you know I am, buddy. Let's do it. Sweet. <laughs> you want to be Fast a friend? friends you are. <laughs> I'm up for everything and anything. Where are we? <laughs> <laughs> we're, at the, we're at the Wolfing Something Tavern. Oh, I, Wolfing Dog. Wolfing Dog. <laughs> do I do I Is hear that like a, a dog? A hungry dog. What? Do I hear a dog? Uh, you do. Uh, I listen hear, for a dog. Uh, yep, you hear a dog. He's just barking, barking, barking. He sounds like a little ankle biter type of dog, like not one that you'd really want to be friends with. Uh, I oh, think man. we're at the right place, Sam Squatch. Squanch. Sam Squanch, yep. Squanch. Nice to meet you, Daryl. I don't know how I knew your name. I pick up on things. It's Darrell. Darrell. Oh, my bad. <laughs> After you, Darrell. Uh, as you approach the entryway to the tavern, you hear the cheery sounds of clinking glasses and merriment uh, as you push your way in. Uh, inside, it's a perfectly round room. Tables and chairs have been scattered haphazardly all over the place, giving the room a very improvisational feel. The middle of the room is dominated by a giant hearth with a roaring fire, giving 360 degrees of warmth to everyone in the room. To the farthest side of the room, away from the door, a woman shrouded in darkness despite the light catches your eye. Are there windows? Uh, yeah, there's a few windows. Is it light outside? No, it's the no, dead of night. Dead night. Well, wait, you said the light. <laughs> the light from the fire, I guess? Yeah. Uh, I got it. I got it. It's... Is she the fire, only fire person? Light. Well, no, you said there's merrymaking going on. Yeah, there's other people in the tavern. Uh, there's, you know, there's a there's a couple of uh, of people having dinner. There's people sitting at the bar arguing about their cards that they're playing. There's people throwing darts. Uh, it's a fairly fairly well crowded room. 
Oh, this just seems like the place for me. I'm a dwarf. I really like uh, hanging out in the pub. In fact, I've got some brewer's supplies. Maybe I'll go lend them a hand. Whoa. Okay, well, I'm a half-orc, which means I'm half-human, half-orc. And today I'm in a particularly orky mood, so give me some of that finest orky grog. I don't work here. I'm... What? <laughs> oh. Not yet. <laughs> All right, I go, I go, uh, I go up to the to the barkeep, and uh, and okay. I and I'm and I just like kind of go around. I, I attempt to go around to the back and just like start bartending. Are you trying to do it without him noticing? No, just in full view. You, All right, I so you push your way. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I want to I want to brew up a, a nice drink for my good friend here. Yeah, Darrell. All okay, right. so so you're doing it for me, right? I'm assuming. Because I uh, park myself opposite Darrell at the bar, eagerly awaiting my grog. There we go. Okay. All right. So you're gonna you wanna brew uh, a drink of grog for yeah. Sam Squanch. <laughs> just right. a, just Let's in full how, view how of everyone. They, they I just go back there and start doing it. Ooh. Uh, with uh, surprising alacrity and clearly measured skill, you combine the right ingredients uh, correctly to make uh, what I can only assume is a perfect uh, amount of grog. Oh, perfect for an orc. Perfect for the orc. The, uh, uh, the smell of, uh, of st- stripping solution like you might put uh, to get rid of a varnish uh, <laughs> wafts at you from the cup. I take a big, healthy sniff and then a big, healthy swig Mmm, tastes just like a duck fart. <laughs> this does. is perfectly uh, shaken, not stirred. Uh, the the warmth of it uh, reminds you of your father. Uh-huh. It gives you inspir gives you inspiration. <laughs> I'm so, so, ins- I'm so inspired. Role. Okay. Oh, I'm glad you uh, like it, also, buddy. Uh, right, the whole situation bonds you to each other. Now knowing that you have stopped being two people and are now a team. Nice. We did it. We did it, Darrell. I want to. I want to persuade the barkeep to give me a job. <laughs> is this the right. opportunity uh, of I a say, lifetime? Hey, I say, hey, look how good of a barkeep I am. I just made the perfect drink. You just saw it. He loves it. Give me a job. So, all right. So you talk to the barkeep. The barkeep says, "Welcome to the tavern." After you explain that whole thing to him. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like it seems like the kind of thing somebody who uh, doesn't have, like who who has been programmed to say something might say. Oh, uh, is it a robot? It's not a robot. Does he have human smell? Welcome to the cavern. <laughs> I, sm- I smell him. Uh, let me see. All right, you smell him. You smell him large, and you smell him good. Uh, he smells uh, like a human. Uh, but there's something off about the way that he's acting. Oh, what a weird guy. Meanwhile, from the from the corner of the room, you hear a... <clears throat> oh, it must be that lady. I look at the lady and I say, Hey, you're, I can't see you because you're silhouetted by the light. Sam Squanch uh, says, the, the best way to seduce a lady is to ignore her. Oh, shoot. <laughs> you guys are going to neg her? <laughs> oh, man. She's yeah. like, I, uh, you must be the recruits I've been looking for, she says, getting up from her table and walking over, <laughs> clearly impatient. <laughs> uh, recruits? Greetings. 
Yeah, greetings, recruits. I see you, the, our message has found its way to you after all. I have a proposition for you that will bring you adventure, wealth, power, and any personal goal you can conceive. Whoa. All you need to do is prove your worthiness uh, by passing our test. Was we the test making a perfect the... grog? Uh, no. <laughs> is it multiple choice? Yeah, it is. It is indeed multiple choice. It is not. It's oh. a test uh, that will be made clear uh, presently. She reaches into her <laughs> robes. She pulls out two medallions uh, identical. Uh, you see that they have a, the inscription of a black hourglass uh, on a red field. And she hands uh, one to each of you with outstretched hands, uh, asking you to touch. Um, okay. I take it from her. This is a bad idea. Nate? I ask her what her name is. She says, I am uh, only known as the Herald. He's as Caleb's, uh, sh- or, uh, uh, sorry, what Sam Squanch's shadow is ripped from his feet. Uh-oh. Uh, he feels it, and all goes black as he's sent uh, to another place. Oh, boy. Can I ask if I passed the test? She's like, no, take the medallion. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> she pushes the medallion into your hand, and you also feel uh, your shadow rip from your feet uh, as you uh, black out for a time. Man, we're going to uh, Never Neverland, or London, from Never Neverland. That's exactly Neverland. what I was thinking. Really? Yeah. Because uh, Peter, uh, Pan, Peter Pan, yeah, he loses his shadow or whatever. Oh, yeah, Peter Pan. His shadow, like, does things of his own. Uh, you awake in Peter Pan's bedroom. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Is what you're going to do. Uh, you awake in a, a cylindrical room with stark uh, gray bricks. Uh, it's a small room uh, with only one door uh, facing away from you. Is the, it appears to be the only exit. Uh, it smells dusty. Uh, and there's uh, condensation dripping down the bricks, uh, pooling uh, at the edges of the room where the wall meets the floor. I take an inventory of uh, not only my appendages, but of my equipment. Is anything missing? You have everything that you uh, had with you when you stepped into the tavern. Mm, grog. Oh, stepped into the tavern. I'm sad now. <laughs> Oh, you left. You did leave your grog. I didn't think you were holding it. Were you holding it when you touched the medallion? I, uh, I mean, no, I guess not. It was on the, uh, was the on bar the top. Yeah. Yep. Unfortunately, you left the the grog behind. I want to ins- inspect the room for, for how it's lit. Are we in the same room, or are we in individual yes, you... rooms? Okay. Nope. You're you're together. Uh. The room is lit by a pair of torches on either side of the door. Facing. No, no windows, so I, we, I guess we can assume we're underground or something. Yeah, no windows, and oddly, you can't seem to see a ceiling. Whoa! Ooh. Just goes up and up. It kind of just fades into the blackness, out of the light of the torch. I say, well, Jarrell, it looks like there's one way out of this joint, and I go try the door. Uh, the handle. Yeah. The, the handle on the door. It twists twists easily in your fingers, uh, opening up into uh, a large 
circular room. Wait, we went from a circular room into another circular room? Yeah, it's a small circle to a big circle. Okay, what's in it? All right, in the, in the circular room, you see across from the door you just exited uh, the entrances to three additional doors. In the middle of the room uh, is a pedestal uh, with what looks like uh, five round holes on it, roughly the size of the medallions you were given. Oh, do I have, do I have the, the medallion? medallion? Still? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you still you still have the medallion. Yep. Let's go put them in. Yeah, just go start like cramming it in every spot. Right, like trying out. All right, as you as you put uh, the medallion in the medallion-shaped hole, uh, it affixes and begins to glow softly. So we're two of five. Well, and I guess there's doors. Three... <laughs> there's three more spots. And three more doors. Yeah, exactly. And three more doors. Cool. Which door we... do you want to go to? There is a west door, a north door, and an east door. I think north. North is north is always the correct choice for. Yep. Good, when you don't know where to go, go people. north. Yes. That's a old uh, Sam Squinch saying from the half orc tribe. Yeah, that's that's why uh, whenever images are taken of you, it's always you're always on the run. You're headed north. <laughs> you just right. walking. You walking in. What's what's the strategy here? Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, open up the door with the same caution and whatever as the first door. Try the handle. All right, you th- you throw open the door. Uh, it moves easily in your grip. Uh, there is a small square room ahead of you in which you see one large half ogreish man wearing an apron and a chef's hat. He's calmly dicing vegetables at a counter uh, next to a pot of bubbling liquid. Uh, I ask him if he needs help chopping up the veggies. No, don't need no help chopping up the veggies. It's the only thing old Grog's good at. Grog! What a name. How's it going? Grog. (laughs) Uh, Pretty good. Why don't you fellas come on here and uh, take a load off and, uh, you know, sit down and I'll feed you some of my stew. Um, Dill, I'm famished, as it turns out. So is there a chair to sit on then? Yeah, he he motions uh, to the side of the room. Uh, where there's kind of a, a table, and then there's two chairs, uh, each occupied by a dead person. <laughs> I, uh, okay, I go to one of the chairs and just kind of like, you know, grab the back of it and tip it up so the dead person just falls on the floor, and I take a seat. Yep. You're supposed to be Excellent. the smart one here. Uh, I I wander around uh, and kind of watch his... Um, his uh... What's the word I'm looking for? His his language, his non-spoken language. What the heck is that called? Body language. I watch his body language to uh, to see like if he's comfortable. His, o- his opposite of mouth language. Right. <laughs> yeah. The opposite his, uh, of mouth language. I want to see how comfortable he is uh, with me just like wandering around while I wander around and just inspect stuff. I want to just look around the room, look in the cauldron, uh, like just kind of checking stuff out. Look at the back. All right, as you look around, uh, your perception uh, is is very good, and among other things, you notice uh, that peeking out from the collar of his apron is what looks like a third medallion. Ooh. Oh, excellent. Um, 
he's he's got all kinds of vegetables there's onions carrots there's potatoes uh maybe a, a leek or two <laughs> a leek. uh yep and uh the the pot is 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 boiling furiously um, hey as hey. caleb or oh. oh sorry go ahead no I'm, you go ahead i was gonna say as a as sam squanch uh tips the body out of the chair uh grog looks over it and he uh grunts appreciatively going like yep that's how you handle that situation mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i mean ogre orc i guess they're monsters so we know we know those things <laughs> one monster to another right all right nate back back to you what are you doing hey grog so uh when's when's this uh, spicy meal gonna be ready he's like well i need the main ingredient still What's that? Mm, maybe a piece of, piece of dwarf, maybe? <laughs> piece of dwarf? <laughs> I look at the two dead bodies to see if they're missing, if they are dwarfs, and if they're missing anything. Are they dwarfs? Oh, good, good chance. Let's see. One of them is indeed a dwarf. Excellent. Do I know him? Uh, I don't know. Look, look closer. I look closely. <laughs> it's your cousin. No, it's not. You don't know him. He's he's just oh, some dwarf. Well, it must have been a, a cave dwarf. I'm a hill dwarf. Oh, it, it is a it's a it's a it's a stinking mountain dwarf. And yeah, oh. you're a hill dwarf. So, uh, you would never have anything to do with his kind. Yeah, I don't like him at all. I mean, uh, he does have several body parts still intact. I'm glad he's dead. I grabbed, Wait, several uh, that are intact? <laughs> are there any that are. are not intact? Uh, his throat seems to to be kind of burned out a little bit. Weird. Bowed? Burned. Oh, burned a little bit. From the spicy stew. Um, I'm going to go I back speculate. and talk to Grog for a second. How's it going, little fella? Do you hey, want to hey, get in my stew? Hey, Greg. You want um, get in my stew? Uh, Grog. No, I'm still alive. There's a dead dwarf over there. You want some dwarf? You put him in it, not me. Um, also, I'm not going to eat my own kind. I'm not a, some kind of cannibal, you, you wild man. Uh, but I think that maybe uh, you, you should double check and make sure that your, your, your soup's not too hot. It seems like it's pretty hot. Maybe you ought to give it a, a little taste test. He's like, well... Uh, like, do you have a lot of expertise as a chef? I do. I persuade him that I do. I raise my hand and say, he really does. He made me the most delicious duck fart grog that took me back to an inspiring time in my life. I'm so inspired right now. Oh, excellent. Yeah, his, uh, indeed, uh, your uh, recommendation seems to have uh, persuaded grog. He's like, well... You know, it's uh, it's always a good idea to give it a little taste test here. Never know how much dwarf to add, you know. So better see what the base, what the baseline is. So he takes a he takes a rather large, uh, wooden spoon uh, that you notice is sharp on one end, like bladed. It's like a like a knife spoon. I don't know what that's called. <laughs> no one knows what that's called. <laughs> <laughs> an, an accident waiting to happen. That's what that's called. And he. He uh he he dips it in the the sauce that's 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 bubbling and he and he, he takes a little sip and he goes ooh it's pretty spicy and uh, he he kind of smoke starts coming out of his ears and he's like mm-hmm, I think we need about uh, one and a half dwarfs in here and then we can be just right 
unfortunately, unfortunately, we don't have that many dwarves around here. Um, so, so I want to, I want to inspect him. Well, you know, so he's got some, some smoke coming out of his ears, but he, other than that, he's he seems fine. Yeah, he seems pretty good. He he's he's he. You, you can tell that he likes his own cooking for sure. It's not going to hurt him. <laughs> to eat. Well, that solves that mystery. Right, go and sit down yeah. next to next to yeah. Sam Squanch. He's like he's like. So you guys, what you guys don't you don't want to get in my soup? <laughs> what? No, no. I thought you said that you're going to feed us, or did you say we're fair here enough, for dinner? Enough. I can't remember what, what you no, said. I, what did I you said say? we're gonna feed you. All He's right. like, your your idea your idea is better. It's more of like a wordplay thing, but that's not what I said. So you know, <laughs> it's fine. Uh, but I, I wasn't intending to eat you. I just wanted a piece of. I mean, it, it, what's what's a few flavorings between friends? But look, you can have the. Uh, he holds up uh, both of his fingers and he goes uh, vegan version. <laughs> like he like he air quotes vegan. <laughs> yeah, like he, he air quotes vegan. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if you want to delve farther into what that means or not. You might want to just let it lie. <laughs> I, ju- I just wink and mime back to him with the air quotes. Right. Give me some yeah, of that vegan stew. Plot, plots, please. He does. Yeah, he does like that. Uh, like he puts his hand up to his mouth. and does like that loud whisper thing where he's like, it's only rats. <laughs> right. And right. he, he gets uh, he gets two large uh, bowls and he he dunks them like he just dunks them with his hands into the soup right he doesn't even like uh, use a ladle or his like knife spoon he just like burns his hands as he as he dunks these bowls in and he brings them over and he's like here's the deal uh, if you can eat that soup and you live I give you this medallion whoa I was gonna ask about that medallion also how much arm hair does he have. <laughs> That's a great question. Let's see. Ooh, he he is he's clearly shaving his arms. <laughs> rolling for arm hair. <laughs> yeah, of course. Oh, good. Okay, exactly. so I don't have to worry you know, about a bunch Grog, of Grog likes. No, no, no. He's like nostril hair, which is all over the place, is one thing. But he's like, but arm hair, you, you gotta keep it. You gotta keep it glistening. You know, it gets hot in the kitchen. Do I know any well, spells? He does. Uh, are you looking at your sheet? At level one, I don't think I know any spells, right? No, you should know something for sure. Like a cantrip at least, and probably a spell or four. Yeah, I would think so as a sorcerer. All right. Um, I'm, I'm going to look that really quick while, while you tell me what you're doing there, buddy. Okay. I take a, a big sniff. No, 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 no. I, I'm scientific about this. I waft, so I... I put my face next to the bowl and waft some of the fumes into my face to try and see what we you know right. what's what's up with this stew. So even even the wafting, uh, which has has severely diminished the uh, potency, uh, has caused a relatively minor Constitution saving throw to occur. All right, all right. Which resulted in. This is a very slow dice. Ooh, a barest of saves. You're like, uh, it seems like uh, a person theoretically could eat this and not die. Yeah, okay. So I'm thinking about this in my mind and I say, you know what, Grog? I'm not really hungry right now, but tell you what, I do want that medallion. 
So how about I arm wrestle you for it? He's like, well, Grog's pretty, pretty good about winning arm wrestles, so. I say, wait, uh, uh, can I borrow your knife spoon? I need to shave my arms real quick so that I can have <laughs> like a, a fighting chance. You can't do a, a, a good arm wrestle without a some well kept arms. Right. Uh, you see, you you see that Grog gets a, a hint of. Uh, of uh, respect in his eye. He's like, finally, someone who knows how to properly do something around here. <laughs> and he, he proffers you uh, his his spoon knife. Okay. I uh, carefully, but as quickly as I can, shave my, just my right arm, the one that I'm going to use to wrestle. All right. Wow, what an honorable Ooh. gentleman. You didn't even stab him with it. Yeah, and even uh, even though you didn't use any form of lather, you somehow manage a very clean, neat shave. Really? I have minus one on my dexterity. <laughs> oh, I rolled strength, so. Oh, cool. I strengthily, I strengthily well, the D, shaved you rolled high on the d20. Nice. You rolled really high on the d20. So, um, yeah. Uh, he's like, okay, I guess, I guess I'll arm wrestle you for it. But if you lose, then I get to drink the stew and I get to put your friend in it and then drink it again. That's a deal I'm willing to take. And I slap you the bowls of stew off onto the ground, like cleaning the table and slam my elbow down. Oh, it's going down. All right. Let's, uh, let's see how this guy does. Uh, he's got... Quite a bit of strength, Caleb. So that's cool. I'm gonna roll. Use my inspiration. Yeah. Okay. Well, if I Ooh. need it, I guess roll my inspiration. And this is our first critical success. <laughs> oh, uh, on what side? On what side? Uh, as you gri grip hands with Grog, you can tell uh, his calluses from many years of working in the kitchen uh, are just right for arm wrestling. He's his arms pulse uh, with vascularity uh, as he, uh, he musters all of his strength, ready to slam your hand in the ground and then claim his prize of drinking a soup that's made out of uh, Daryl. Uh, uh, just as he just as he begins his uh, push towards you. Uh, your arm bulges uh, with the grog, not the person, but the drink oh, uh, yeah. that Daryl made you earlier, uh, giving you extra strength as you slam his hand into the countertop, shattering it in half. Whoa! Uh, Daryl's like, or uh, grog's like, dang, dude, that's, I, I lost at arm wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sorry about your hand as both my arms go up into the victory V. Woo! Oh, yeah. <laughs> victory V. He's like, this is this is messed up. I don't, I won't stand for it. Uh, and then he, he just he just drinks a lot of his soup and he just like hands you his medallion. He's like, just get out of my sight. This is messed up. I attempt to give Sam Squanch uh, a high five. Attempt. Attempt. Yes. It misses horribly. <laughs> uh, almost so bad that it looked like you were just kind of trying to swat at like a fly that was flying around his head. Yeah, yeah I, I go. I, I play it off like that. <laughs> I go to console Grog, right? And as I'm going to give him a pat on the back, that's when you you uh, take your chance 
and giving the high five, but um, realize a little too late it wasn't for you. I left you hanging. Yep, you're, and your pat on the gra- uh as you as you pat Grog, he somehow feels less substantial than he did before. So like it, it had the opposite effect. Like he feels worse about himself. No, no, no. Like his body feels less substantial. Like he's uh, he's becoming misty actually as you look at him. Oh, weird. All right, he disappeared because he gave us the medallion or something. Is that what? He's he's he. Yep, he's oozing into into black smoke, and soon all that's left is his uh, spoon knife. He was a nice mm. guy. Hey, you want that spoon knife? I think I might take it. Yeah, I mean, you never know. The next time I need to shave my arm to win an arm wrestle. It's it's pretty big. It's the same size as a, as a a normal uh, axe. Not a great axe, but like a hand axe maybe. Okay, I throw one of my hand axes on the ground and put that one in the loop where it, where it was, the spoon knife. Excellent. So with my brewer's right. supplies, do I have any kind of like a bottle or anything that can bottle stuff? If so, I want to bottle some of that, uh, some of that stew. Yes, you happen to have three uh, bottles uh, with corks in them. With what in them? Cork, like a cork, like a bottle with a cork. Oh yeah, I, I fill them all up, all three of them. Okay, they're full of a of a bubbling stew that, even though it's in a bottle, is still bubbling somehow. Perfect. Excellent. Is it warm? Does it you feel get, warm? It feels extremely warm. Oh, this will keep me warm on the on those cold winter nights in the hills. In the hills. <laughs> in the hills. Ah, because of Hildorf. <laughs> right. Perfect. Got it. Let's get out of here. Uh, Kate, let's get out of here. I agree. We're out of here. Wait, should we should we check the corpses? Nah, whatever. We're done with this. We got the, even we got it, the medallion. Even as you look at them, they begin to fade to me. I knew it. Okay, we go. I let's go put the medallion in the pedestal out front. Oh yeah, check it out. We go south. <laughs> uh, so south is the room that you started in. Yep, and we go to that um, the thing with five holes in it and jam the newly won medallion into one of those holes. Awesome. It uh, it glows with the same light as the other two, and and a voice, uh, a disembodied voice says, three out of five, three out of five, Woo! Yeah. three out of five, Ooh. three out of five, Woo! Yeah. I do. Like, That's a weird piece of three, weird piece of technology. Yeah. 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 All right. So east or west, Darrell. You had such a good. Uh, since the direction last time, but now we north don't know where to go. North is always north. Yeah, we already been there. So. so what we can do is we can turn 90 degrees to the left or to the right and then go north again. The way that we would we would think would be north. Which Dill, really we north. go west. North, <laughs> north is whatever way I'm facing. Right, yeah, always. When you're underground and you can't see the stars, then... And you don't have a compass. Sometimes north is the direction you want it to be. So which one did you choose? West. West. Yep. Uh, the door opens as easily as the other two. Uh, inside, uh, you find a strangely idyllic pasture. Like a pasture. Pasture? No, a pasture with like, uh, like grass? grass and stuff. Not, not like with preaching the Bible, but with oh. like... 
Okay. Right. With like uh, with like grass and a fence. So it's like an outside room. Yeah, it's weirdly outside. Uh, uh, you see almost the beginnings of a blue sky, but then it fades up into the same blackness that you saw before. Oh, so it's trying to be daytime in the dark. It's it's kind of daytime-ish in there. I uh, asked the sorcery it, sorcerer, what sorcery is this? What sorcery is this? I'm a baby sorcerer. Oh, you don't know. Okay. I, I, I inspect baby. I inspect the, the magic for magic. I want to look what kind of magic is going on so I can tell my friend it's, it's what magic it is. Let's see. Here's your score for uh, Arcana. Ooh, it's an incredible, incredible roll. Uh, you're rolling really good this game. <laughs> really? Because my Arcana score is no a negative one. <laughs> well, you rolled real good. And uh, you, you're like, I, this seems to be some sort of uh, magic where they make things appear that aren't usually there. Oh. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think about that, buddy? Like, I, a, like what do you call it? Like a, like a fake fake illusion or something? Illusion? A, fake, a fake illusion. Ah, got yeah. it. I know exactly what that is, the fake illusion. Okay, carry on, Game Master. What else do we see? In the middle of, of the field, you see a cow. And on top of the cow is a chicken. The chicken's eyes are the most striking feature as they never blink but look at you uh, with a quiet intensity that you would not expect to see from a bird. From <laughs> a chicken on a cow. What the yeah. what color are the eyes? <laughs> the eyes are uh, black uh, pupils on a red field. Oh, so medallion colored. Got it. And, and then around the neck of the cow hangs a medallion. Oh. Are there um, any sheep? Are there, is there anything else in the pasture or just the, the cow chicken? You see nothing else in the pasture except for grass and flowers. Do we know if... Oh, wait, you did say the chicken is staring at us intently. So I was going to ask if <laughs> yes. they noticed us, but the answer is yes. The cow seems uh, less... Like, he's awake, but he doesn't really seem like he's looking at you intensely. The chicken, however, is looking at you very intensely. It's a parasitic chicken. It it's is. A, a cow. Blink twice if you're in trouble. Uh, when you say that, the cow blinks twice, but not in the way that you were thinking. It actually disappears and reappears two times around oh, the pasture. I like it. Does the chicken go with him? The chicken is always on his back, yes. Oh, uh, and even though the cow is now facing away from you, the chicken's head has turned around and is still staring right at you. Oh, so we've got to like somehow sneak up on this uh, illusion. I say, cow. Is that what you're come, thinking? Come here, cow. Come here, little Bessie. Come right over here. Uh, you, are you trying to persuade it to come? Yeah, I'm. I'm calling it. I'm beckoning it. Come like on there's over a delicious here. flower for you to chomp. Like that. His uh, your your persuasion falls on deaf ears as the cow stands resolutely in place. What does the chicken do? He stares at you with the intensity <laughs> of a thousand suns. He just keeps <laughs> staring at us. Uh, I, I I march up. To, I want to march up to the cow, like kind of you know nonchalantly, I guess, but very but pretty direct, you know, like. <laughs> all right. But go, but go with every step that you take closer to the cow, the chicken starts to make a sound. What kind what of sound? sound? It's a very it's a very low, like, the closer you get, it's like, and it's getting like, it's about to give like the most cluck that any chicken's ever clucked. Uh, I put my fingers inside of my ears and keep advancing. <laughs> as you get, as you get about four feet away from the cow, 
the chicken goes quack, and then the cow uh, disappears and uh, reappears about 30 feet away from you again. Hmm. It says quack? It clucks. Chickens cluck. <laughs> it clucks. I could have sworn you said quack. <laughs> <laughs> it quacked. It's a duck chicken. Oh, boy. If a duck and a chicken had a baby, it'd be a chuck, right? A chuck? Yeah. Yeah? Uh, or, is there uh, anything to hide behind? Duckin. Or a dickin. A dickin? <laughs> it's a dickin. It's a dickin. Is there anything uh, to hide that? behind? Anything to hide behind? The, gr- the grass is rather tall. I, I want to... I, I say, um, hey, buddy, let's get low in the grass. Let's hide. Oh, okay. I am great at hiding, I think, to myself. Not, I'm not great at hiding. Um, All right, Caleb... Caleb tries to hide in the grass. Yep. Or Sam Squinch does. Uh, and again, against all my predilections, he definitely does. I'm so Succeeds good at hiding. in, in uh, burying himself in the grass, knowing instinctively to start making a small ghillie suit out of uh, all the weeds. <laughs> I make sure awesome. to put flowers in the right spots, too. Uh, am I successful? Uh, let's see here. Daryl rolls uh, his his roll. <laughs> Unfortunately, Daryl uh, Daryl is caught by the chicken and gains the chicken's ire. He starts to cluck menacingly every Ooh. few beats, like a, almost like a metronome, like cluck, cluck, cluck. And he's getting that his stare is intense, so intense. Is the clucking getting louder again, or is it just regular clucks? He's just regular clucks. It's almost like he's like almost like the ticking of a clock. As he stares at you, as you move. Okay, I want to. I just stand back up again, and I just start moving um, in the opposite direction. I kind of beckon to 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 uh, Sam Squanch to go to sneak yeah, up yeah. on him, and yeah, I'm gonna I keep it. his attention and go the other way. Okay, so the chicken's eyes do follow you. His his head now making a full 180 degree turn as you as you walk away from the cow. Okay, as I'm sneaking up, I'm very quietly and carefully removing everything out of my backpack. My bedroll, my mess kit, my rations, my tender box, Uh, and just kind of like leaving a trail of tears as I sneak up. Gotcha. All right. Uh, At the the same time, I want to create a, a loud noise with minor illusion. It's just going to be like okay. a lion constantly roaring for uh, a, an unstoppable amount of one minute, and then I do it again. Gotcha. Because it's a one-minute so, long cantrip of minor illusion. <laughs> on repeat. You're playing yes. the song so on your, repeat. Your, uh, your cantrip is very successful as the chicken now seems panicked by the fact that there's a lion somewhere in the grass. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! That's not what I meant. I was trying to mask a <laughs> sound. <laughs> I, I make sure to center the sound on myself. So it sounds like it's coming from me. Uh, okay, the chicken is now staring at you. Uh, he begins uh, to ready uh, what looks like some sort of weapon. Oh. How, how close And by am that I? I mean his, his eyes are glowing. How, you, you've gained, you're about five feet away from the cow. Okay. When I feel like I'm close enough, I'm going to leap from my hiding spot and try to scoop up the chicken in my now-empty backpack. All right. How good is your athletics? 
Um, I don't know. It's pretty good. Plus five. Let's see. Oh, that's really Plus good. Here we go. Ooh, uh, just at the exact right moment, you you perform a perfect, uh, like a you know like when someone does the worm, like the dance move. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's what you do. You do the worm. Springboarding just high up to, to feet. Yeah. Okay. To get your to get your hand on the on the medallion at the exact same moment, the chicken fires a laser out of its eyes directly at Nate. No, no, it's like I wanted a... to try to scoop the chicken up with my empty backpack. Oh, I thought you were grabbing the medallion. I'm sorry. I'm trying to grab the chicken. I put him in my bag. Uh, well, you worm even higher than I previously mentioned about the <laughs> the, the height of a of a cow's head, and. Uh, dump the backpack over the chicken's head as a laser blows through the edge of your backpack. Oh, no. <laughs> That's got a big hole in it. But better <laughs> in a... your bag than in your body, like me. Yep. Nate, Nate makes a dexterity saving throw. What's your dexterity, Nate? Yeah, I dodge. I'm a, I'm a dodgy boy. Plus one. Oh, you do dodge. Just in time, as you see a large crater form in the space that you previously were in. Oh, so he was shooting at the ground. He was shooting at you. Yeah, but... And then if, you dodged. Yeah, dodged it. Get wrecked! That's what I say. You, and now the chicken is going nuts in the bag, just clucking and, and, and moving all around, and, and the cow is, like, not doing anything. Squanch, get the medallion! <laughs> I yell. Oh, oh, okay. I slammed the bag on the ground a few times. <laughs> it doesn't... It, it no longer moves. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Menorque would do. Well done. I grab the medallion while I give the cow a pet. Thanks, Betsy. Uh, the cow uh, nods to you in respect and then slowly walks out of the pasture as it fades into smoke. I'm sad. The chicken, however, rema- remains in your backpack. <laughs> I was going to say, I, check I, the bag. No, I leave him there. And then I put all my stuff back in it. I try to keep the right. corpse of the chicken to, like, fill the holes that he made you know so my stuff doesn't fall out yeah it works just fine like his head is poking out but it's plugging the hole perfectly so you got a chicken head backpack now yeah sweet chicken chaser how far away are we from each other oh i don't know about 45 feet i attempt a a long distance air high five Uh, so, uh, Caleb, are you complicit in this act? I mean, I don't know. Do I notice? He says he attempts. Like, I'm arranging my stuff in my bag. It's up to you if you Uh, see it or not. You do not notice. The air high five is performed with with a great amount of skill. And so, even though you're not looking, you do kind of feel uh, like you got slapped on the back. (laughs) Nice. Nice work, buddy. Uh, uh, Daryl does feel frustrated that none of his high five attempts have succeeded so far yet, though. <laughs> My negative inspiration, uh, depression. Uh, let's go cram that thing in. Yeah, deal. We march out of the west room. All right. Uh, I assume reaching uh, the altar with the other coins. Yep. Yep. And cram cramming said <clears throat> medallion into the hole. Yep. A disembodied voice goes, four out of five. Whoa, four out of five. Yeah, only one more. Woo. Can you do it? 
this is easy. And I attempt to give Daryl a high five. Oh, I'm complicit. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, Daryl rolls a six on his uh, on his roll, uh, which means that uh, you hit palm to fingers. So a very so unsatisfying clap. Oh yeah, awkward. So um, close. Yeah, and then you and then you kind of just sat there holding hands a little bit. <laughs> oh. so everybody, every every everybody was a little bit awkward by it. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, 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 let's go east. East it is, my good, my best friend in the world, the whole wide world. <laughs> uh, as you reach for the door handle, it is locked. What? I I fly into a rage and bust oh. it down. <laughs> oh, you try to you attempt to break the door down. Yeah, but I want to be angry about it. Okay. <laughs> uh, you do hit the door, indeed, uh, with all of your anger. Uh, and it bursts at the seams, uh, revealing a cave on the inside, what looks like a very natural-looking cave. Uh, a small stream uh, runs uh, toward, like, bisects the middle of the room. Uh, and on the far side of the stream from you are three goblins. They notice you. (laughs) (laughs) Does the stream just keep on going into darkness and we don't see the end of the cave? Or can we see the end of the cave? You cannot see the end of the cave. And it does just keep going on into darkness. I say, how about you? And they attack. Excellent. Now we are fighting. So many fights, so many fights. The goblins start speaking in their gobbish language, uh, chittering and chattering, uh, excited to destroy you. I'm still angry, I, th- I think, right? Am I still angry? Oh, yeah. You're angry. How does rages work? For, For one minute. A whole Easily. minute. Yeah, you're, you're, you're angry enough still. Easily hasn't been a minute. You just knocked a door down. <laughs> All right. We've got some initiative scores here. Uh-oh. I made him a, a, a boo-boo. Here we go. Uh, and it's Daryl's turn first. Oh, perfect. Um, just as a way to, like, to just goad the goblins on, I just there is no gob! And then I say, <laughs> how about you? Uh, how far away uh, are they? They're about 30 feet away. Uh, your your uh, insult of their religion, goblinism, <laughs> uh-huh. is, uh, it, it hits very true, and they, they fly into rages, all their eyes burning red. Oh, they get uh, rages too? Chit- yeah, chittering in, in goblin, you can tell the, the, the gist of it is, uh, don't talk about gob, uh, only I can talk about gob, he only talks to me. Like they're all, but it's it's very angry, chittering and chattering. Are they fighting amongst each other as to who actually hears the true word between them? <laughs> they uh they actually are all performing synchronous perfect high fives. Oh, oh man! Why? Oh, I'm even angrier can, than before. Yep, you can tell that uh, that your your slander has uh, has focused them. So I have a dart, I think. I throw a dart at the one that's closest and and I hit him. I hope. You Wait, throw a in... dart. 
We're in initiative yep. order? Yep, I already rolled initiative for everybody. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm first. Nice. Yep. And you hit, dealing four damage to the closest goblin with your dart. I say, the first of many. And he says, bah, 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 bah. but it's, you can tell it's a swear. <laughs> it's, a <lot> of, <laughs> it's a lot of swears. Uh, next, uh, Sam Squinch. Oh, I draw my great axe off my back and charge the closest one, swinging wildly. The one with the the one that has the dart sticking out of him. Sure, yeah, he's the closest. Yep, Nate also threw it the closest. He's going down. You go down. That's what I say. You try to say it. I think you do. You speak. You probably speak goblin because you're half orc. I don't know. I, I speak common and orc apparently so far. You uh you speak what uh you think sounds like goblin, but it's very offensive. <laughs> Deal. <laughs> uh, you attack in a in a 180 degree arc with your great axe. And if I knew how to roll properly, ooh, with a with a massive hit. Uh, dealing. It's a d12, right? Yeah. D12, and your strength is what? Plus three. Uh, dealing ten damage and decapitating the poor goblin with the with the uh, dart sticking out of his eye. Uh, as he dies, he's like, "Oh, gob, hell, gob." <laughs> now it's the goblin's turn. They turn on you. Uh, fury in their eyes from the the destruction of their friend. Um, they come at Caleb, or at Sam Squinch. I gotta do better at that. And swing uh, a small scimitar right at your at your bones. What's your armor class? Uh, eleven apparently. Um. You do have unarmored defense, uh, I think, don't you? But maybe that doesn't happen until... No, no, it definitely does. So unarmored defense is my constitution modifier plus my dexterity modifier plus 10. So it's 2 minus 1 plus 10. 11. So you should probably probably should get some armor. Uh, yeah, it, he stabs you right in the thorax. It hurts. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is it, it hurts. is it piercing or whatever? Let's see, where's my uh, features? It is slashing traits. damage is what it is. Yep. Bonus action. Bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage. I am resistant when I'm raging. Oh, All right, yeah. so you, you, you net four damage. Boom. Could have been worse, I say. Yep. The other goblin uh, looks at Daryl and uh, pulls a short bow out of his uh, pack and shoots it at him. And... What's your armor class? 11. It's a big hit. Oh, right in the knee, I assume. Dealing six damage. Hopefully not the knee. Then you can't be an adventurer. I know. I got to get it healed up. Six damage. Sam Squanch. Yep. I say... Sam Squanch. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Back to you, Sam Squanch. Oh, it's my turn already again? All right, I am angered by the pokey one, and I chop him with my axe. 
Ooh, let's see how it goes. Critical fail. Ooh. Uh oh. As your anger, uh, the blood on your hands from the previous decapitation, uh, causes causes the axe to, to fly wildly out of your grip uh, and land closer to your opponent than you intended. Daryl. Ha ha. Um, I have all these weapons that I felt like I didn't get, but I have them anyway. So, I mean, how many darts do I have? I don't know. It will say in your uh, equipment, right? Oh, equipment tab. Dagger. Oh, it just says cost two. Quantity blank. I don't know how this works. Three darts is what you had, I'm going to say. So you have oh, another dart. Okay. I say, ah, one good deed deserves another or something. <laughs> and I throw a dart at the guy who hit me with a crossbow. Gotcha. Uh, unfortunately, uh, you miss horribly. Hold uh, on. Wait. Hold on. Wait. I'm holding. Wait. Wait a second. Aha! Apparently, as a sorcerer, I have... Tides of Chaos. Once per long rest, you can gain advantage on one attack roll, ability check, or saving throw. Before you regain use of this feature, the DM can have you roll on the Wild Magic Surge table after you cast a first level or higher spell. So I'm not doing that. I'm just doing it for the first one that I don't have to roll. So I gain advantage on the attack roll. Oh, perfect. Now oh, do and I it hit it? Becomes him. a hit. Yes. You do. Excellent. Uh, dealing four damage right in his eyeballs. That's where oh, I man. aimed. Yep. It kind of went in one eyeball and then kind of went a little bit into the other eyeball. So <laughs> double eyeball. <laughs> he screams in pain and throws down his weapon and runs away, oh. clutching in his hand what appears to be a medallion. <gasps> We gotta get him. Uh, other goblins turn. Uh, as the as the first goblin runs, the second goblin trips the other goblin, and he's like, in clearly like in, in very clear common, is like, Gary, you can't run away. We have to stay here. <laughs> <laughs> and they start fighting amongst the, amongst themselves. Uh, Gary stabs the unknown goblin, uh, ending his poor life. Oh. But he's now but he's now prone on the ground. Wait, was Gary back. the one that had the amulet or medallion? Gary has the the medallion, that's right. And now his other friend is dead and uh, Gary has a dart in his eye and is trying to get up to run away. And it's now Sam Squanch's turn. Stop him. I kick his legs out from under him as I throw my axe down hard uh, double trip he's just getting tripped yeah, all day so, so <laughs> a double trip it's very successful a double trip he he's he's on the ground you somehow sweep his leg he does like a full flip and lands still on his stomach again <laughs> uh, uh, i guess that deals damage too let's see how much damage it deals oh just enough to like he gets the wind knocked out of him and then also his soul leaves his body so he is dead. You've gotten the the last uh, medallion. Hooray! I say I did all the work for all three of those medallions. 
Everybody <laughs> believes it. Yeah, yeah. I guess I uh, let my rage subside, right? Oh, yeah, I can end it early. You feel a huge letdown. <laughs> you really need a cigarette. All right, Sam Squatch, listen to this. There was this really old game I once played in the Dwarven Hills. It's called Mist. And you would run around collecting pages and then put them in a book. And then when you put all the pages in the book, then the bad guy swapped places with you and you were stuck in the book forever. Oh. Is it's, that how you got your special powers? We've yeah, I guess. So we've uh <laughs> we've gathered we've gathered gathered all these medallions and what happens when we put the last one in? Is that our doom or is that our salvation? Um I, I either either way I hope it's so you can make me some more grog. Let's go find out. All right. I hope we don't get stuck in a book. Uh, All right. You reach the, so the middle too. of the <laughs> you reach reach the middle of the altar and securely fasten the final medallion in the hole, uh, causing a disembodied voice to be like five out of five, five out of five. You're great. Five out of five, five out of five. Not too late. Five out of five, five out of five. Let's go. Five out of five, five out of five. Woo. That's the whole song. <laughs> Should we try to high five? <laughs> Let's high five. Yeah, I forget, we forgot about the high five. That's very important. Uh, you guys rolled a four and a one. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure you punched each other in the face. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Worth uh, it. Incidental damage, but the, the, the good feeling isn't gone. Uh, you guys just you vow to make better high fives in the future. Uh, as the, the pedestal starts spitting out a large amount of black mist, and you phase out, uh, you feel your shadow rip back off your body as you come back uh, and then uh, awake slowly back in the, the tavern in front of the Herald. So the shadow getting ripped off the body, is that like, just does it painful or does it just feel weird? You can feel it, but it's not necessarily painful, but you don't like it. Okay. It's like, uh, let's see, what's a good analogy? It's like getting water up your nose. Hmm. You know, it's not like the worst pain ever, but it's definitely not pleasant. I'm going to have to investigate this shadow magic in the future. Learn all about it. She's like, oh, hello, it's me again. My voice has changed. Can you tell? What is this, date uh, rape? <laughs> <laughs> not yet it isn't. <laughs> just uh, knock us out? <laughs> it's just date. Uh, you, you passed the test. Great job. Uh, I assume that you took the chicken uh, to the uh, the ogre and had him make it into a better stew that you fed to the goblins. Is that how you did it? We'll never tell. Um, That's the correct answer. <laughs> I yeah, I shoved the chicken's head into the laser hole. Oh, that's good enough. Good enough. Well, listen, I want to welcome you to the order of the passing time. That's what this is called, that we do. We're kind of like a, a quantum leap style thing, you know? We can send you to different places by ripping your shadows off uh, and have you fight various scenarios uh, in order to further the greater good and stave off uh, boredom and wind wealth and do all those sorts of things. So, you're in. Thanks for being part of this group. All right. I can't wait to do a lot of good. You probably won't. I saw how good your high fives go. I'm, uh, <laughs> actually, 
thinking that we need to increase the difficulty of our test. It seems that the it has let in somebody that should not be let in. Uh, and then she just points at both of you. But then she rolls her eyes. And she's like, that was that was a good first first try. We'll see how you do next time. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. End of episode. Am I still hurt? hurt? Uh, so far, so good, yeah. Yeah, are you almost dead, Nate? I'm at a 4 out of 10. Nice. But now I'm at a 10 out of 10, because that wasn't real. Oh, yeah, is it like the Matrix? Like, if you get her in the Matrix, you still get her in real life? Yep. <laughs> so, yeah. so, so you are 4 out of 10, Nate. <laughs> Oh, shoot. All right. Should we press stop on record? Oh, give I me mean, a countdown. Yeah. I mean, this is the end of the episode. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Tuning back into the Caleb and Nate and Brian show, also known as Lair of the Dads. Lair of Dads. Dad's Lair. Dads. Confused but curious. Cart Horse Productions. Dads uh, to dad, Whatever dad, you dad. want. Dad, 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 dad. Okay, goodbye. Bye.